Uh, hello everyone, it's Josiah. Welcome to the next episode in the final month of season one of Very Legal, Very Cool, or whatever the hell this is, I don't even know. Uh, b- before I edited today's episode, I sent out a tweet saying that people could Venmo me money for an ad space here, and I would read it on the air. Uh, so today's sponsor is Zach, who says, uh, no need to say anything at the beginning of the show, just a big fan of you and the show, which is very sweet. Uh, we've received no emails, but uh, if we did, I'd read them right now before the episode. So send an email or whatever, and I'll read it next week. Uh, the email address is hello at verylegalvery.cool, uh, or you could pay me money also, and I'd, I'll read the Venmo thing. Anyway, this is dumb. Today's interview is Kyle, a Twitter friend of mine and a longtime listener of the show who just converted to Islam. The only metaphysical claim about God that I could like reasonably hold was that God is one. It's a really fun interview that goes through his experience in Southern Protestant Christendom, Buddhism, agnosticism, mainline Protestantism, and a lot of other interesting stuff. Uh, so I, I hope you enjoy it. And as always, links to our social media are in the show notes. Uh, and make sure to email me or something. I don't know. Just enjoy the episode. Uh, you, you saw on my on my private, I mentioned that I just uh, broke out into the most absurd hives today. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> message you. I was like, you still want to record? Like, I, I was good? on the fence, but my the thing is, right now, they're all they're really bad if I'm thinking about them. And so, like, I was like, I think it might be better for me to do the podcast because I have a thing for an hour and a half to like think about something else. But right. yeah, no, it's, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> I think it must be like a stress thing or something. I don't know. But it was like Maybe. at work, it was just like spreading. <laughs> and so like weird. Was, Maybe there was something like at the bookstore. Well, it, started, it started yesterday when I wasn't at work. And then like I took a bunch of Benadryl and passed out. And then like I was fine in the morning and then it kind of came back. And then it was like straight up, like I was like working my job and most of it was like in spots under my clothes. And then as I was like doing my job, I saw like the spot between like the, the other side of my elbow was like turning red and I was like, shit. And so like the last two hours of my shift, my arms were just turning red and I was like trying not to draw attention to it. Oh man. I have no clue what's going on. It's absurd. That is so awkward, especially in a, like a customer service thing. Yeah, like you're not you're trying so hard to like avoid people <laughs> noticing pretend. it. Pretend, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get it, man. man. But hopefully, it'll just uh, go away. I feel like, I feel like weird stuff like this happens to me too much. I. <laughs> but anyway, so. why don't we uh, dive into this? So, um. As I should formally say, welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, everybody. I am joined today by Kyle um, at MMA underscore Marxian on Twitter, um, who is, I feel like you've, you've been kind of like a, a, a long time coming kind of guest. Like, I, I feel like you were going to yeah, come on at some a, point. Yeah. You were yeah, it's a, you know, first time, long time kind of thing. Yeah. Here. For sure. Yeah. You're, you're actually an active listener. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've listened to, I, think every episode i have actually I, I lied i haven't listened to the soulless one yet 
Oh. It's on the queue, but I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, um, that was a fun one. I'm waiting. Um, I'm waiting for my next shift at work to listen to, to it. It's usually in, when yeah. I listen to podcasts. Yeah, but that, that's that's awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kyle and I kind of uh, got to know each other through. I, I guess it would have been kind of weird Christian or weird Anglican Twitter. Um, however, I, I'm coming on. You know, I invited Kyle on as I'm kind of doing these interesting conversations about people's religious journeys. Because uh, you know, as as Kyle's going to get into, he he is um, well. You, I mean, you officially converted as of today to, to Islam. Yes, right? I did. did. I, uh, I yeah. took um, yeah, I took Shahada um, at the mosque earlier this afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm wow. I'm officially in. You're officially Muslim. Yeah. That's yeah, and uh, I think I think like uh, like Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world, right? However, like yes, you don't. You don't get these, like, I don't know, you don't get to hear the conversion stories as much, I feel like. They're not as publicly talked about as, like, I feel like most people listening to this would be familiar with a lot of, like, Christian conversion stories and, like, people's kind of born-again experiences. But Islam doesn't get that kind of, um, you know, attention, How what despite it being something that grows so fast. So I, I think that's kind of why this would be an interesting thing to kind of talk about. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is pretty interesting. I, like, as you were saying that, I was, you know, thinking to myself, like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about their conversion experience yeah. up until, like, you know, recently when I was, like, seeking those things out. When I was um, thinking about converting, I, you know, sought out um, stories from other people who had converted to Islam about yeah. you know, their uh, their journey. Yeah, but, like, before, like, you know, it's not like you go... Okay you know, watch a movie or something and you hear about it. Like it's no, not yeah. something like you would see in popular media that you kind of do with right. uh, Christian, you know, even like secular media in the U S you'll, you'll see like, you know, depictions of people becoming Christian and stuff like that. Um, but you really don't see that um, yeah. at least here in the, you know, in the U S about, you know, people converting to Islam. Um, but yeah, um, it's funny that I, I, <laughs> I'm, when I was there today at the mosque, I met another another guy who converted literally a week ago. Yeah. Um, so he and he and I and then another guy got um, uh, lunch after um, after the service. That's awesome. Uh, I got to talk a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, he, he um, was raised Catholic and then uh, converted mm-hmm. um, last week. So he's coming from a somewhat similar you know similar you know, background than I am, which I yeah. think was pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I, yeah, like I, I'm thinking like the only person I I'm, can even think of off the top of my head who's converted was um, uh, Tom from uh, like you know Don Hughes's co-host in his podcast. Uh, you can't win. Tom is a Muslim convert. I've That's like the only. Never, I've never listened to that podcast. <laughs> but it's, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it's pretty chill. Uh, I, you know, I like isn't, it. Um, isn't aren't some of the members of Me Without You Muslim? Uh, they're they're one of them. Yeah, they're hard Aaron to Weiss, hard to place. Aaron Weiss was raised Muslim, I think, and then converted to Christianity. Yeah. Although oh, okay. that he's might a be... weird, he's a weird pluralist Christian. So he like, even though he's Christian, he uses very Muslim terms to talk about Christianity at times. Um, oh, okay, which that is might be part of listening to that. Yeah, which is part of why, like, I mean, full honesty, I was thinking I was going to stick a la, la, la in this episode at some point. Because <laughs> it's I th- yeah, such I a good we, song. I think we had mentioned that. It is a good yeah. song. Yeah, I like that song a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I think part of that's probably Islamophobia is why you don't hear these conversion stories. Because oh, I can, 100%. Yeah, because you hear 100%. it's like, you know, it's usually in a movie or whatever. It's going to be either a Muslim raised in a Muslim home is stays true to the faith or they leave it or um, maybe a forced conversion would happen in a movie. And it's never like... Yeah, that's probably... Yeah. Yeah. That's probably I, what you would see. Yeah, it's never this, like, profound experience, which, you know, is obviously what a conversion experience is to someone. So anyway, we're I, I'm circling around this without actually diving in. Why don't, why don't we get into it? Um, how did you get from the beginning to here? <laughs> okay, so I was born on January 20... I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um... So I grew up uh, Christian, obviously, um, in Florida. Uh, my dad, and I'm not gonna, not to dox myself or anything, but my dad is a preacher. Um, gotcha. We grew up. I grew up in the Assembly of God uh, denomination, which is a Pentecostal uh, Protestant denomination. Yeah. Um, so, like you know, chara- you know, charismatic. It's you know, hymns, people speaking in tongues, that kind of thing, faith healings, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in that. And then my, when I was in middle school, my parents got divorced and the assembly of God denomination, I don't know if they're still this way, but at the time they were very strict about, you can't be a pastor if you've been divorced. So my dad had to leave. Um, so he still preaches, but he is no longer affiliated with that denomination. Uh, what uh, what denomination did he go to? Um, he is non-denominational now. Okay. Um, he just hasn't. He's still still charismatic, uh, but just mm-hmm. non-denominational. So that's kind of like the trajectory. I, me and my family, we went to a non-denominational uh, charismatic church. After that, uh, that was that was where I was at through high school, um, and then in college, I went to um, I moved from Florida to Alabama for college. Um, yeah. So the only thing you can legally be in Alabama is Southern Baptist. So that's, right, that's what right. I did, you know? Yeah. Right. The, so like Troy, <laughs> Troy University is where I went to college and like the <laughs> town is like, it's like about an hour South of Montgomery. And there's, mm. if, if it weren't for the university, there w- wouldn't be anything there for the most part. It's pretty small, um, pretty small town, but there's still like, I think in this, uh, the Southern Baptist convention has like an association there that comprises the towns of Salem and Troy. And within those two towns, there are 35 affiliated Southern Baptist churches. Okay. That's gotcha. just Southern Baptist, not counting like the That's independent insane. Baptists. Yeah. Like it's, so you get like a saturation of Baptist churches. And then you got like, Oh, there's one Catholic church. There's one Episcopal <laughs> church. Which... There's, two methodist churches <laughs> and even then like generally yeah. the one one catholic church would be like that's that's where like the mexican immigrants or the latin american immigrants go um, usually is my i don't know about for that but my experience with the south that's, yeah uh, yeah there's there's definitely um i think the i think there's a there's a, a catholic church like that that was a few towns over mm-hmm. that had a large immigrant yeah. population i think the one in troy though was a little more um yeah. just mostly because of the student population being there um, yeah, so like that's Catholic students. That would be like the one place they went to that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, my, my, uh, my girlfriend's from West Texas and she talks about, um, she, she always talked about like for her that in, until she, I don't know, came up more North, she'd always thought of it as like the, yeah, the white people are Baptist and you know, the, the Latinas are, uh, 
Catholic. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, and yeah, unless unless it's a town with like um, you know, the the other and this is I don't know if this is really true in Alabama, but it's it's definitely true in Florida. Um but there is a ton of uh, Spanish Spanish speaking only uh, Pentecostal churches. Um, yeah, yeah. Affiliated with the Assembly of God is... Church and also just ones that are like independent. Um, so uh, those are growing a lot. Like a lot of um, a lot of Latina um, yeah uh, people in the U.S. are becoming Pentecostal um, and and also just Latin America in general. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So I was Southern Baptist in uh, college was very involved. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention has um, campus ministries uh, for students uh, on college campuses all over the place. And I was the president of the Baptist campus ministry for a year uh, while I was there. So I was like very involved, very involved in my local church, uh, did discipleship, um, helped run the youth uh, program, um, you know, ran like the small groups for the youth uh, group every week. Uh, so yeah, very involved. Um, I got really into, uh, reformed theology when I was there, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like, like, um, like neo-Calvinist, like, you know, John Piper, yeah. um, yeah, mostly <laughs> Piper. I, I was, I was about to say Driscoll, but I kind of, I never really liked Driscoll. I thought he was kind of an asshole. Yeah, I never liked Driscoll either. Yeah. His, his, his delivery, he, I don't know. He's always kind of he's always a prick that was yeah he's he's just so like yeah why you gotta be such an asshole like piper like for all of his faults like was much more i think palatable Mm -hmm. um also like all the all the christian rappers like him so that also they like piper yeah they love Piper. like oh lecrae lecrae Um, likes piper that's so fucking. oh lecrae was like i think he was like a like like what's like discipled by piper I think. that's insane yeah i mean he's uh, lecrae's close with a lot of those guys so um, yeah uh, yeah yeah so i was really into that really into calvin um sproul rc sproul even though he was presbyterian um mm-hmm. really I actually visited sproul's church in florida one time really uh, wow. before he passed away yeah um, yeah, my, my dad's very, a big RC It was very, guy. very high church. It was about as high church as a Presbyterian church can get, I think. Mm-hmm. Like you come in, you walk, like you walked in, and they're playing Bach as a prelude. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, like that kind of like he is very into classical music. But yeah, that's awesome. So like, yeah, like so the the background is like I'm very, very evangelical, very reformed. Mm-hmm. Um, still a quite a bit like I almost prided myself on still being a little separate from the rest of my peers in terms of like how I thought about other things. Cause yeah, at this time, even though I was in a very conservative denomination um, in a very conservative part of the country, I was still, I was becoming more radical politically. Yeah. And that ended up, and that caused me to become more like tolerant of other religions. Um, college was really the first time I met Muslims. Um, I, I knew a couple Muslims in high school, but I never really talked to them about like about religion. Um, hmm. It was just mostly just like a cultural thing. Uh, they were just Arab students who, you know, grew up, you know, Muslim. Uh, yeah. But in, yeah. in college, you know, Troy has a very large um, foreign student population. It's like the I think it has like the most international students of any college in the state of Alabama. So. Mm-hmm. 
and that includes a lot of uh, students from uh, Muslim majority countries, um, a lot of students from Saudi Arabia, you know, Libya, Tunisia, etc. So got to meet a lot of students uh, from those areas, uh, befriended a few of them, uh, mm. talked to them. Some of some of these conversations were like just like, you know, oh, I had a class with one and we just talk like that. And some of them were like mediated through like um, social events that were like, mm. you know, very sly kind of like under the table proselytizing kind of thing which yeah yeah so like <laughs> being baptists and they're very missional and very intentional about uh, evangelizing and stuff so like i had a friend who was the uh that i met through the baptist campus ministry who was like the son of a missionary and he was very much in, in the same way that i was very much the son of a pastor he was very much the son of a missionary mm. and um that he was like he started uh clubs like student clubs on campus for like mm. uh, getting, you know, American students and foreign students together to like do like cultural exchanges and stuff. And it was mm. um, themed around uh, tea ceremonies, which is very cool. So like, oh, that's the, cool. Yeah. Each, each week there would be like a different, a student from a different country would do a, you know, a presentation about the tea culture in their country. And, and then mm. uh, we would all drink tea and stuff and talk and, he really it was cool. it was a it was a you know a secular thing, but he definitely would use it sometimes to like make friendships for the like purpose of trying to convert people. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is like you know it is what it is. Um, right. He in his in, in his mind it was like all above board, and mm. like I didn't think it was that bad at the time, but I also like. Um, wasn't very much going to like try to proselytize anyone I befriended through that, you know, through that group. So, but like there was a, there were a couple Muslim students who we met through that group and they were very like uh, interested in learning Christianity. And like, he was like, Oh man, this maybe because they're wanting to convert. And I was like, I think they just want to learn what we think about the Bible. <laughs> cause well, yeah. we, they, we just like, yeah. I mean, cause they, you know, they came from like Tunisia, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, they don't know a lot of Christians and it, at least they, the ones they do, they are definitely not, you know, white American Baptists, you know, that are going to be like, you know, Coptic or like yeah. Orthodox Christians. Well, like. I feel like, and that, that's why like this discussions between like Christians and Muslims are always really interesting no matter what, because there's a lot of the same like cast and characters, but different interpretations oh, yeah. of those. And so like, it's not like, I don't know. You know, if you can, if people can get past their Islamophobia, a Christ, Christians talking to Muslims, it, it really does feel like you're speaking the same language, but with different ideas behind it. You know, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of it's very like, similar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, we, we would um, meet, there was one of them we would meet in this dorm room. Um, we did this for like a few months straight. Um, and then I, and then he like, um, and then his like program ended and he went back to Tunisia uh, but we would meet in his dorm room and um, he would have his Quran um, mm. and we would bring like, uh, you know, we would bring our Bibles and we would just sit down and like read from them and like compare and contrast them. And yeah. it was, it was very interesting. Like, you know, and the, yeah, like you said, the, you know, similar cast of characters, um, mm. the stories are very similar. The biggest thing is you'll find this. If you read the Quran is that like 
the structure is very different. Yes. It's not as like linear as mm-hmm. uh, the Bible is. You know, like it's like you know, you have, you open the Bible and it's Genesis. Okay, so here's the creation narrative. You know, here's yeah, yeah. here's Noah, here's Abraham. Here it's it's all linear mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Uh, whereas like Quran, it'll go back and forth between different um, like you know, there is a there might be a surah that's like dedicated to a certain story. Like there's one dedicated just to Mary uh, and the story of um, the virgin birth in the Quran. Yeah. Uh, but like you know. The creation narrative in the Quran is spread out amongst different parts of the book. It's not just like right. in one, you know, one place. So that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. And so, like, it's a, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it's it's also more poetically written than like like the you have the Psalms yes. and stuff like that in the Bible, but the entire Quran is like one long poem in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I actually, it's really lovely yeah, to read. It, it actually, really I, is. It's beautiful, yeah. Especially if you if it's read in Arabic. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, translations, like obviously, the, obviously something gets lost, and you know. Um, mm. But the yeah, that's the thing is like it's not written as a history, uh, the way a lot of parts of the Bible are written. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. much like it, it, like what if the Psalms were the entire Bible? It's like that's kind of like the the, the writing yeah. style, which is like very cool because like the Psalms are, you know, arguably the most beautiful parts of the bible um yeah and like right. um yeah. i was actually talking to the uh one of the one of the brothers from the mosque that i had lunch with earlier and he and he was talking about the prophets you know all the prophets you know from adam through uh muhammad peace be upon them all they you know god would give them certain miracles to do that related to the things that were important to that era you know so mm-hmm. moses you know some of his the miracles that Moses performed, whether whether you're reading the account in Exodus or the accounts in the Quran, are you know based around magic, um, you know sorcery things like that, like the him turning the staff and you know the God turning the staff into the snake and you know eating the you know eating mm-hmm. this you know the other you know, the sorcerer you know besting the sorcerers that the Pharaoh um, provided and like you know. All on and through, and then, and then the guy was like, "Okay, so in, in Prophet Muhammad's time, the in in like that, and you know their culture um, in that part of Arabia, they were very very into poetry. Mm. Like they prided themselves on being great poets. And so the yeah. Quran, which you know as Muslims view as a miracle, uh, the uh, yeah. revelation of the Quran to Muhammad, uh, peace be upon him, and um, the preservation of it through today uh, is seen as a miracle. Um, mm-hmm. When he would, when God would reveal something to Muhammad, the there are parts of the Quran where it'll say the the word will be like say to the unbelievers or say to the believers, and then you know X Y Z whatever. So yeah. that like when he was reciting this to them, they the audience would know that he wasn't just like making it up. It was like that these things were given to him. You know, mm. this was revealed to him by God, um, and like people would challenge. You know, there there are sort of in the Quran about how like poets and or you know rhetoricians would challenge Muhammad um, mm. and be like, I can come up with you know a, a ver- you know verses that are more beautiful than what you've come up with, and then they would uh, they would you know basically in like a poetry face off or whatever, and then they would <laughs> walk away saying i don't know what that guy was saying but it definitely wasn't human 
Like it wasn't from <laughs> this world. Like, yeah. and all and those things that he was saying were, were, were would be like would be like verses that would make up the Quran. So yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. We'll, we'll take it. Every thought, I thought of you. No more thought I ought to do When there ain't a thing we see or touch we trust is true Every thought I thought of you Oh uh, yeah, back in college Every yeah. look in I was learning about Islam, like both on campus and there was a mission trip we went on uh, for a uh, spring break one year we went to um, uh, Clarkston Georgia which is a suburb of Atlanta it's a yeah. um, incredibly diverse um, if any if any, if you or any listeners have uh, watched uh, the latest seasons of uh, Queer Eye mm-hmm. they do an episode with a guy who lives in Clarkston who actually was the mayor of Clarkston and um, they talk gotcha. about how diverse Clarkston is in that episode and how um, the um, a lot of it is due to um, high numbers of immigrants, but also it's a refugee resettlement area. Mm, yeah. Um, so a lot of the uh, refugees that the U.S. receives every year they get resettled in Clarkston. So, um, mm. like the high school there is like I think this said like something like fifty languages are spoken by students at the high school Jeez, in Clarkston. Yeah, wow. it's like something crazy like that. Yeah. And um, so we went there um, to support a. Uh, Baptist missionary who was uh, a co-pastor of a church that had four different pastors. Each pastor spoke a different language. Um, and he was the missionary wow. there was the American pastor, like the, you know, my English speaking American pastor. And um, mm-hmm. so like we were just there to like help support the church for a week, like help them do like some outreach stuff to some of the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, most just like, you know, putting together like, um, play day things for like kids from the neighborhoods and stuff like give them stuff to do during the day while they were out of school um right and a lot of the several of the neighborhoods that we went to had a lot of uh muslim a lot of immigrants from muslim countries like from like um east africa and um, the middle east Mm -hmm. so um as part of the you know as part of the mission thing the missionary wanted us to learn more about islam so we went to a mosque in atlanta and observed uh the friday prayers and then after the prayer service was over we went upstairs to like one of the classrooms there and the imam like gave a little like presentation about islam like you know just like real basic stuff going over the five pillars and um Hmm. and then like answered any questions people had and it was just like it was very good like the imam was like very gracious very patient with a lot of like you know young and dumb baptists from alabama right you you know and some of the questions people asked were just really stupid, almost borderline insulting. Um, but he like he didn't even like, you know, he was so cool about it. And was just like, oh yeah, you know, just answered the questions. Yeah. Um, and then like gave everyone he gave everyone a copy of the Quran, um, and then we left. I I actually still have that copy. Um, I oh wow. I thought I lo- I thought I lost it, but I actually when I, as I was moving, I recently moved uh, to Richmond. Uh, from another part of Virginia, and uh, as I was moving, I found <laughs> I found it. So, that's that's yeah. some kind of nice timing in a way. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah, because I, I actually went. It's funny because I I went and bought a different like translation a few weeks before because I thought I'd mm. lost it. So now I have like, and now at the um the mosque I just went to to 
where I had where I took Shahada, they gave me a, a bunch of stuff, including a Quran. So now I have like you know like four copies of uh, of. That's awesome. I think they're all different translations as well. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, at that point, like in college, like I was just learning about it for the mm-hmm. purpose of like understanding Muslims better. Um, yeah. That I would meet, you know, whether in a in a ministry in a Christian ministry context, but also just in like everyday life. Yeah. Um, kind of thing so i didn't feel comfortable proselytizing that much even though i was on a mission trip um right but it was also like not the kind of mission trip where you need to like go like we weren't out there like you know preaching on the street to people thankfully it was mostly just like you know have uh young able-bodied people here to like you know move chairs around for events and stuff like that so right um right as an aside I, i went on another mission trip to chile a year later while i was still in college and uh the missionary um there we were mostly doing like surveys on college Mm -hmm. campuses in uh, santiago to like gauge people's interests in like learning in like uh esl classes and uh, bible studies and of course everyone Mm -hmm. was interested in the esl classes but only like Mm -hmm. a handful of people were interested in bible studies (laughs) but uh he was even someone asked them like one of the other people on the mission trip asked the missionary like if someone tells us they're catholic like what do we do and he's like, oh, you can still like, you can still like evangelize to them. And I was, oh and I stopped God. there. I was like, why? And people like looked <laughs> at me like I was, like I was fucking weird. And I was like, they're cat, they're Catholic. And I was like, that, yeah, but like they're they're Christian though. And I'm like, we're in Chile, like <laughs> that's an a, a American Protestant figure of speech that is nails on a chalkboard to me is is using the term uh, like saying when somebody like switched from catholicism to protestantism that they were catholic and then they became christian yeah it yeah it was nails it was that kind of it was I that kind that of situation so yeah i told them straight up i was like if someone if i'm like doing a survey and like someone tells me they're catholic i'm not gonna like push them on anything like basically <laughs> basically in your camp yeah <laughs> like, i was like like yeah i was like we're just like in different rooms in the same building like yeah. like the whole like c.s lewis like you're in the hallway of christianity and you, the rooms yeah. are the different churches yeah um, yeah i knew you'd like that i know you like yeah that. i like c.s lewis. um yeah i don't really like c.s lewis but that's okay um <laughs> i used to like c.s lewis a lot um yeah but uh yeah that was like very like oh you should anyway. proselytize the catholics in a catholic majority country i was like what are we doing here, christ it's absurd yeah. i know i was like well i guess you have to uh, from the missionary perspective i guess he has to you know justify his salary or something or well, justify yeah. him being in you know a majority christian country yeah it's <clears> just <throat> i don't know there's this protestant attitude toward um the high church stuff that's just infuriating to me. I, um, how do I tell this story without doxing? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a buddy. I mean, I think you probably know Francis on maybe, maybe you've seen. Yeah. You know, Francis. Yeah. Yeah. On Twitter. Together. Yeah. 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 So when he converted orthodoxy, him and I know each other in real life. Um, uh, we had a, I had a mutual friend who just, we had, we both had this like mutual friend that just hated that. And I remember how much they hated Francis going to orthodoxy was that when I told this friend that I'd lost my faith, no, I I told him I'd lost my faith, but then I was like, well, but I think I'm kind of coming back. I'm just kind of slowly coming back, doing it on my own terms. He said, that's great. Just please don't be orthodox. 
And I remember <laughs> just being like, you would rather me from, from your reformed perspective, going to burning in hell, than become Eastern Orthodox. <laughs> They'd probably respond, well, yeah, they're burning in hell too, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. That makes me so mad. Anyway, that's uh, all, all detours, so, but yes. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, yeah, that very weird, like, so strange. Anyway. Um, yeah, so like through college, I was like learning more about different religions, Islam specifically. Um, it, that one just kept coming up more than other ones. Um, but you know, it was just like a passing interest, you know. Um, right, right. And then like at the end of college, I had like a really bad mental health crisis. Um, and like when I graduated, I after I graduated, I moved back home for a little bit, and I stopped going to church altogether. Um, mm-hmm. My family was like not really um, didn't seem very concerned about it, mostly just because like I also worked a lot at that time. I worked like multiple jobs, so like I right. worked a lot of Sundays anyway. So like I just like oh well I can't because I have to work, you know, kind of thing. So and then I ended up getting a job in uh, that made me like move from Florida to Virginia, and then after that, you know. This would have been like 2016. So yeah, so I moved up to Virginia in like 2016, and um, st- you know, still wasn't going to church. I, if someone asked me, I was, uh, I would tell them that I was agnostic. Um, yeah. I was in my, you know, reading Bertrand Russell era. Of, uh, <laughs> we all go through. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it was uh, James was on recently mentioned. Yeah, James uh, mentioned that. I, yeah, I I never liked Burton Russell's um, religious essays. Well, I mean, I didn't hate them either. They just I I didn't get down that road road too deep. But, yeah, yeah, I I got down. I got the. I still I think I still have a copy of uh, Why I Am Not a Christian, uh, yeah. like that collection of essays. Which you know they they had their they had their place. Um, yes, absolutely. at that time in my life, yeah, for sure. And um, <laughs> um, I ended up like that and that time period was a time where i really read up on other religions um i got more into philosophy i was i was interested in philosophy anyway um Mm -hmm. from college like i was a political science major but i definitely took an interest in philosophy um took as many philosophy classes as i could without you know majoring in it pretty much um and like you know got into existentialism and you know as Mm -hmm. you know any disaffected mid mid, you know 20 something year old would um you know Kierkegaard I never really got into Nietzsche Nietzsche was never really I I forced my way through beyond good and evil but yeah yeah, I I read parts of Nietzsche he he just didn't really like uh you know Kafka and Kierkegaard Mm. and and Sartre and those were a little more like my speed um Schopenhauer also um, was definitely uh, more my speed. Um, yeah, I, I think Schopenhauer is way cooler, uh, but he's also really misogynistic, so that also is not cool. Yeah, anyway. that that's not great. <laughs> that's, it's not cool, but it's based. But you know. <laughs> but um, he and he is very very into like Eastern religion. Like um, he yeah. cribbed a ton of stuff from Hinduism and Buddhism into his philosophy. <laughs> Yes, he um, did. yeah, he did cite he you know he did cite them, but like you know he yeah anyway. But I did I did get in actually did get into um at this time this has been around like 2017 ish. Yeah, I got into like uh, Shin Buddhism, which is like a specific uh, school of thought within Buddhism that's from Japan. Hmm. Um, it's also called Pure Land Buddhism. 
um, if any listeners know what that is. Um, mm. And the, there's a the, the distinctive um, of that is there is a uh, a Buddha named Amida Buddha, mm. and he takes several these different all these different vows along his way to enlightenment. And mm. one of the vows, I believe it's the 18th vow. Um, they call it the primal vow. And the, the vow states that like he will not um, reach enlightenment until everyone who has existed reaches enlightenment. And until, mm. you know, basically until he has aided everyone in reaching enlightenment. So the um, Pure Land Buddhism is like, uh, focuses a lot on devotion to Amida Buddha. Mm. Um, especially like repeat repetition of that vow. Um, yeah. And there are like three sutras that are really focusing on him that the, you know, pure land Buddhists are really into. Um, it's kind of like a, a I didn't want to say like, it's a kind of a Protestant version of Buddhism, but like, cause I, I don't, I don't particularly like it when like people, people try that. to relate like Eastern religions through a less through like the lens of Christianity. But, um, Alfred Bloom, who was a very like famous like scholar in American religion, was a uh, um, was a pr- practitioner of Shin Buddhism, hmm. um, and uh, he wrote a lot about it, and he has some very interesting you know books on it. So I, I did that, and there was a Shin Buddhist temple in the area of Virginia I lived in, so I visited there uh, quite yeah. a bit. I was into that for like almost a year, um, and then I was like, you know what? I think the thing I really like about this is just, I like, you know, I think I'm, I was like, I think I'm coping. I'm doing this just to cope without, you know, without going back to Christianity. Hmm. So why don't I just do that? So I ended up just going back yeah. to Christianity. And that's when I got into the mainline, um, mainline Protestantism, uh, got myself into weird Anglican Twitter. Um, I don't know why, or how it happened. <laughs> I, I, it was already like I was already on Twitter, so that's already the, the first mistake. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of fumbled my way into it too. I wasn't originally on that part of Twitter until like you know slowly over the course of the last few years. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like 2018 ish is when I started like going down that road. I was like trying to find mm-hmm. like. You know, like liberal Christian stuff to listen to, or I found like some different podcasts to listen to that hmm. some I some I still listen to, some I don't. Like I actually, you know, he's kind of infamous, uh, but Mason Menegas, uh yeah. podcast. I actually, um, I think he was, I think it was called Religionless Christianity or Religionless Church at that time. Yeah, I think it's yeah, People's Theology or whatever. Now I I listen to that quite a bit when I first was getting back into church. Yeah. Um, um, it's funny. I actually listened to the ex evangelical podcast a, a few times. Oh man. I have got my version. And it of it was just like, yeah. I, I mean, I listened to liturgists and like deconstructionists and stuff for a good while. Yeah. I, was, I, was I never got into the liturgists. I don't know why I was like so adjacent to that, but I never listened to the liturgists. I did. I sure always why. found their theological answers really insufficient to me. I like I liked Finding God in the Waves, like the book. Um uh-huh. for the most part. I don't know how much I would like it now, but I liked it when I read it. Um but yeah, I just they didn't it always felt like like you said, coping. It like kind of always felt like that where it's like, I don't know, you came to this theological conclusion, but I don't think it feels honest. I feel like you're trying to apply your liberal values to this religion. Yeah, it's not yeah. saying what you yeah. It always felt yeah. like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I was it was just like just come out and say what you think, kind of thing. Yeah, I think what I right. I think what I did like about um, the uh, people's theology uh, podcast was mostly it was just because like it was a guest based podcast. So like, yeah, you know, Mason's, guests. Mason's idiosyncrasies aside, he had a really great guests on uh, consistently talking about like liberation theology, um, mm. liberal Protestant theology, like Talikian stuff. Um, yeah. So like that kind of like gave me permission to like come back to a version of faith that I could still like rationalize. Yeah. Um, yep. So like yeah, I got into Tillich a little bit, got into sort of got into process, but like I could never really read um, um, Whitehead. Yeah, I I don't know his 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 stuff is just like too too over my head. And I was just like, I want, I don't want to read like weird metaphysics. <laughs> I just want to read theology. Yeah, <laughs> which I, is like, yeah. know, that's all metaphysical anyway. But yeah, <laughs> You're right. Um, right. So that homebrew Christianity as well as a as another mm. resource that got me kind of back into it. And uh, mostly just, I don't know. I think Trip uh, Trip Fuller, the host of that, I think he's a little more um, serious than yeah. Mason, um, at least in terms of like being a Christian. <laughs> um but still definitely a process guy but um yeah amazing guests uh great scholars theologians mm. um all kinds yeah. of stuff um and then that got me kind of into that plus being on like weird anglican twitter kind of got me back into church yeah um started going to episcopal churches a little bit um and then i i kept going back and forth between this episcopal church and this ucc church um, for like a good like half a year ish, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so then, like the only engagement I had with Christianity was through Twitter, which is like the worst case scenario. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh wow, all now I can't escape the discourse. I can only discourse. It's um, all discourse all the time. There's no, there's no worship. It's just discourse. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I right, yeah. And I tried to like keep doing like I tried to keep doing the daily office, but it was never really like a. I think like coming from a low church background, it was very difficult for me to get into the daily office, um, and stick to mm-hmm. it. Um, because I was just like halfway through, I'm just like I'm just gonna re- like I would read like the passage, and then I would get to the end of like the prescribed you know end of that passage for like that day in the lectionary and i was like i want to keep reading the rest of the chapter right i want to just keep reading the rest <laughs> of the book like i was like this is so baptist in me like i just want to read the bible man <laughs> i don't want to just like read a chunk of it and then like right go back and pray and then read another chunk of it and go back i just want to do the do do the thing so um um yeah so that um Man, um, I don't know if priests realize this, but like we can all read their tweets. <laughs> um, any priests, if any priest listens to your podcast, I don't know why they would, uh, but they. I um, doubt they are, but yeah. <laughs> if any priests, and this is usually like nine times out of ten when I'm saying this, I, I mean Episcopal priests. Because it's like, I don't follow any Catholic priests on Twitter. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they have their, you know, they have their own issues. Um, obviously, you know, Finch could you know, attest to that over on Nanenberg, (laughs) but (laughs) I know that's an ongoing bit on on that show, but yeah, there's like a whole, like me and like some other late, like laity on 
weird Anglican Twitter had to like make alts just to get away from like priests, just because like <laughs> you couldn't even like casually just like make fun of like some dumb thing a priest did without like four priests getting in your mentions about like oh well you know we're under so much stress and blah 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 yeah. it's like man, it's insufferable i know it's just like um like they're just little martyrs they're such little martyrs yeah. about everything anyway i don't want to yeah. make this the uh the shit on it <laughs> lady only alt shit on episcopal priests thing i have a, i have an alt for that if any listener wants to uh, request to follow them. Uh, <laughs> actually, I actually don't even really use it that much anymore, given that I'm not a Christian. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs>
meta- without like metaphysical assumptions about what I'm reading, I would come mm-hmm. away without thinking that I would read something about the Trinity. Hmm. Um, and then I would only read the Trinity into it after I had like read something that was like explicitly Trinitarian. Yeah. That was outside the Bible. Like, uh, you know, if I read like Leonardo Boff's uh, short work on the Trinity, um, mm. that was more of like a social Trinitarian thing. Like, a, he's a liberation, um, a Catholic liberation yeah. theologian. Um, anyway, yeah. that book sucks. I like Boff, by the way. Uh, oh, really? Book is not very, no, it's a it's a pretty bad. Um, it's a really weird, um, def- like exposition of the Trinity. There's like mm. some. I don't know if it's just an issue with social Trinitarianism. Or if just just me being like not being a Trinitarian in general, um, yeah. But a Gen- lot of generally, just, I really like Boff. So that's yeah. Uh, it's weird because like it's actually the only thing from Boff I've read, so I can't like speak to like <laughs> as other stuff. Um, I think it was just was like I was just in the phase where like I want to read like different people's things on the Trinity, so I just like started there. Right. Um, right. So I don't really know Boff's other stuff, uh, so I can't speak to that. But. Um, it's a weird book, man. It's like hmm. he spends a lot of time just not talking about the Trinity in a book about the Trinity. Yeah, it's very weird. Oh, interesting. And then it's like he had some like weird thing, and I think this is mostly a Catholic thing um, about like mm-hmm. divine femininity. Oh, um, interesting. Which you know, in and of itself, is fine. But then he like made some like weird sexist remark about like. Um, like it was not sex. It was like a gender essentialist kind of thing about like oh, interesting. Yeah. women. And then, and he was like relating it to the Holy spirit in some way. I can't remember the exact mm. passage. It was, it was very strange. Gotcha. Um, hmm. So, you know, obviously I didn't stop there though. I, you know, I read, you know, different, you know, Protestant theologians on the Trinity, you know, uh, Pentecostal takes on the Trinity, um, Barthian, um, hmm like you know carl bart's like modal theory of the trinity which isn't modalism but he just uses mode <laughs> anyway modal because i don't know he, i guess he wants to confuse people um he loves doing that i, I love he, i like Bart a it. lot but he is he is <laughs> such a baffling person at times <laughs> he, he can't he could definitely be baffling um i think i don't know i think his formula is pretty okay um i think it does end up becoming modalism like like the big M, the her- heretical modalism, but I think that's okay. Yeah. I think that's fine. I actually think, I think <laughs> right. uh, if you're going to stay a Christian, I think you should be a modalist. <laughs> <But> <laughs> most Christians would disagree. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Oh, Schleiermacher. He had a, he had a, like a Sabellian kind of thing where it's like, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to say what Sabellianism is because like, like here's a problem with a lot of like, researching heresies is like all their shit got burned <laughs> so it's like you can only like read about what they were from like the perspective of their opponents um so like yeah. all sabellius's stuff is gone but you just have like uh, schleiermacher's like takes on what sabellius was and even him he's just like mm. kind of filling in the blanks with like what he thinks sabellius was trying to say but anyway yeah. his his take was more like a lot of trinitarian theology is overly speculative in terms of it is going beyond the scope of like what is revealed about God in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he, like in, you know, in the Christian Bible, God is revealed in a Trinitarian in a way that you can read as Trinitarian, but the God's essential, that doesn't mean that God's essentially Trinitarian in nature mm. could be gotcha. just Trinitarian in appearance. 
um, to us because like you know that's a way that God sees that you know he could relate to people that people would understand mm-hmm. um, whereas in his you know in God's own self it's still essentially one so I was like okay I kind of vibe with that and then like I was like thinking about it, I'm like what kind of church could I go to that like actually preaches this and I was like uh none no. <laughs> not really like there are there are um non-trinitarian pentecostal churches yes yeah uh oneness pentecostal uh churches but they they frame things a little differently they're more like strict modalists um mm. in the terms of like oh god just revealed god's self as jesus at the time but you know when jesus mm. died and was resurrected you know there's not like an eternal son you know sitting there that was eternal from you know from the beginning um as a second person it was it's just all the same god you know um right and you know same thing with the holy spirit and whatnot um but they're like weird (laughs) on like other (laughs) things right about like other things like they are very much like um they're called um they're called jesus name on their uh jesus only pentecostals because they 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 don't baptize people with the trinitarian formula obviously because they're not trinitarian oh, yeah. so they just when they baptize someone they're like i baptize you in jesus name oh um, gotcha so that's why because uh, to them that's like that's how the that's how um if you look at if you read acts that's how you know whenever there's like um uh, a baptism in acts and they actually state you know how they baptize they they told they said in jesus name um yeah so anyway yeah so like i could go to a trinitarian i could go to a oneness pentecostal church but like there are not that many of them around (laughs) especially Mm -hmm. where i live and uh they're very like uber conservative um in a lot of ways very like kind of almost fundamentalist in some ways um in terms like how they view you know relating to the world and whatnot so i was like i don't really want to do that um so like i kind of like boxed myself out of christianity just you know by i was like i don't really want to be a trinitarian anymore yeah and so i was like well i'm out what do i do now um and i was like well in all through this you know journey of trying to make sense of what i think of god and i was like well i don't know a lot but i do know that god is one that kind of like intuition Mm -hmm. is one thing that i could like i could keep and that's like one of the few things i didn't doubt in any way and so I was like, okay, um, well, there's very little room for that, for like a very strict interpretation of that within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to go outside the church. Yeah. And then from there, it was just like, okay, well, my options now are Judaism, Islam, or, um, well, really just Judaism and Islam. I, I could include Sikhism in there, mm. but like, I just, I know nothing about it. Um, other than like you know, after you convert, you don't cut your hair anymore, kind of thing. Yeah, that's for if you're that's, a guy, uh, but that's about it. Yeah, next um, uh, next episode, we'll learn a little bit about that. If really, oh, you got another six or mm-hmm. oh, he's gonna okay. be Sikh. Yeah, the guy oh, I'm bringing okay. on next next week is very Sikh. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I I want to learn more. I'm not gonna say anything else about it because I don't want to say anything stupid <laughs> about or like, it. Is very wrong cool. about it, but yeah. Um, so I was like, well shit you know what do i do now and this is like a few months ago like this is all pretty recent um mm-hmm. 
like you know if someone was like really closely following uh, me on twitter they can kind of see me tweet these out in real time as i'm like going through these doubts um i kind of test the waters uh, with my non with my like anti-trinitarian tweets and they get stronger and stronger as I go along. Yes, um, I, I recall this. <laughs> I know you did because you responded to some of these, and then I think yeah, you stopped responding, I, and then step, just kept liking them instead. Well, I got less I, and less I, pushback like, on them. I, I never, I never, I never really picked a fight. I would just reply no or something yeah. like that, which is yeah. Because I didn't really want to wanna fair, actually like, fight theology. I just wanted to assert, like, no, I believe in the Trinity. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't like I a, mean, yeah. To be fair, no one really did pick a fight. It was mostly just people doing that. Good. That's people either right, like it or just like. Um, yeah, but once once yeah. it was apparent that it was like, oh, this this thought process is leading you away from Christianity. It's like I don't know. For me, it's like, what's the purpose of me picking that fight then? You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, it's, it's like, not gonna like convince you know, me. What I'm gonna critique you from the perspective of a religion you don't belong to, like right? No, yeah, it's I'm like, not gonna. Do oh, that. have you heard of the Nicene <laughs> Creed, fellow person <laughs> yeah. who has been a Christian? Yeah, you gotta check life? this out. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my god, like mind blown. Never heard of the creed before. Never Sir, heard you of the win. Nicene you have won the internet today. Quoted the creed <laughs> out of another Christian. Like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. tweet that right now, uh, y'all. <laughs> heard of the nicene creed <laughs> it's gonna do numbers man it's gonna this do numbers. one's gonna be big <laughs> yeah anyway wow. um yeah yeah so so this this thought process is what like started to lead you toward islam yeah, yeah. so like like i said the only thing that i could like the only metaphysical claim about god that i could like reasonably hold was that God is one? Apart, me obviously apart from that, God exists. Like I, I was already, I was already through that. I was already through the other side of that. Um, so, like in terms of like um, claim about God, that's not just that God exists; it's that God is one. So I was like, okay, well, hmm. where can I go that's going to like uphold that the most? And I was like, okay, well, Judaism and Islam are really the those are the choices here. And from there, I was hmm. just like. I, I wanted to give Judaism a fair shake. Um, I didn't want to just like, yeah, dismiss it. Um, I, I I did some studying, read up on like process of conversion to Judaism from from Christianity and what that would entail and hmm. whatnot, and um, tried to read some more. Um, it's funny I I had read Abraham uh, Joshua Heschel's uh, book on the Sabbath um, a few years ago uh, when I was still a Christian. That was just something to read. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very good book. It's a very short um, book about the Sabbath, about you know God sacralizing time um, mm. instead of sacralizing place, which I think is a very mm. interesting concept. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I in this time of like trying to give Judaism a fair shake, I I read some some of his other stuff. I've I've read a bit a bit. Um, um some of his other works um not completely i haven't finished all of them because he writes some pretty long books but um Mm. i was kind of doing this alongside reading the quran and reading um reading more books on islam and also watching some videos online um some i don't know if you ever heard of these guys they're called isis um they really like toyota (laughs) i'm kidding um (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I was not watching ISIS videos on YouTube. I, um, yeah, they... <laughs> parody. Uh, parody, parody, parody. <laughs> parody in Minecraft. Um, but uh, yeah, I was watching like some, you know, just some, um, there's a lot of really good like stuff on Islam on the internet, actually. <laughs> if, you, hmm. if you're not like, you know, ser- you know, searching on Fox News um, or Breitbart. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah there's some like both I, and i tried to be like uh stuff from like sunni sources and shia sources um one of the one of the sites i um use a, a mostly a shia one uh called uh, alislam.org um they are um yeah they're like a a, a 12 or shia school but like mm. I, I was mostly just there to like read and watch stuff about like general islam stuff that they posted right. less less so about the specific shia stuff because i'm still like way way too like early into this stuff to like get into um what i think about like <laughs> the sunni shia split you know <laughs> like my takes right <laughs> so like i i watched this like video series they had an imam do a video series of uh about tawhid the which is the mm. the islamic concept of the unity of god uh the oneness yeah. of god um it was like a 30 part you know video series and i I watched all those and it was very it was excellent um Mm. going from everything from like talking about god's attributes to relating god's oneness to various islamic practices um like you know prayer uh life the, the life of the prophet and his companions um like and obviously they're shia so they they're plenty of stuff about um uh imam ali um mm-hmm. yeah so um <laughs> at the end of after i got to the end of the video series and i was reading more on the quran i was like i think this is like i was getting to the point where i was like i think this is where i'm gonna end up yeah and it was just like do i want to do it do i want to like go the extra step to like go convert and um mm-hmm. make it serious and not just like a a thing that i agree to like that I can like intellectually assent to, but something that I want to do. Um, so like over the next like few weeks after that, I, you know, kept reading and then I started like learn, you know, watching videos on how to pray, you know, how to do uh, Muslim prayers hmm. um, and started doing that on my own. Um, f- you know, figuring out the times of day, like, you know, how to, you know, how to, you know, do the ceremonial washing of oneself before prayer and things like that so um, yeah uh and that's around the point time where i i recited the shahada to myself um this was like right before i moved so i was like i don't want to go to a mosque and then move <laughs> from that area like immediately afterwards right right so you know so i was like i wanted to wait until i got to richmond to go to the mosque and take shahada mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of like where i'm where i'm at now like kind of like the um i got from point a to point b um, yeah. so yeah. yeah um yeah i took shahada <laughs> today yeah. i got i got mobbed up like immediately after so like the the ceremony <laughs> it was it's very short like it was basically just like a little thing um so yeah. they you know went to the mosque everyone sat down the imam a short little talk like a short sermon and then they did like announcements you know just like anyone who's gone to a church you know, you know, announcements yeah. on like, oh, the construction on this thing is, you know, you know, yeah. they're doing this, and um, 
it's you know still COVID stuff, so there's still like some space regulation and stuff, and everyone's wearing a mask. So just sort of reminders about mm. that. And then they're like, right. okay, you know, we have we have someone who wants to take shahada and you know become a Muslim, and mm. so they're like, all right, Kyle, come on up. And, you know, stood up. Yeah. Went to the imam, repeated after him the shahada, and then sat down. And then they and then they did the prayer. Um, mm. And after the prayer service, I got like swamped by people like coming up <laughs> and like shaking my hand being like hey you know welcome welcome yeah like this is you know i got like so many people's numbers now <laughs> like, that's a, that's awesome <laughs> yeah man like it's it's um they it's funny because like after, right after i recited the shot they um when i was still standing up there the imam was like it's you know it's our responsibility as a community to like you know, keep in touch with him as he makes his journey mm. to like help teach him yeah. know, what to do. And he was like, if do I have any volunteers of like people who can like, you know, make themselves available for him to like learn from. And like, I saw at least like 10 people like raise their hands, like wow. wanting, like volunteering to be like, I will basically, to basically be like, do you want to like disciple this person? You yeah. Know? And so wow. like, I got, you know, so many guys like, coming up to me afterwards like you know here's my number if you need anything call me you know if you need yeah if you want to get coffee together let's you know text me i'll add you this whatsapp group i'll add you on facebook i'll you know it was like <laughs> overwhelming at first and i was like this guy wants your number this guy wants your number. this guy wants to take a picture with you you know this guy wants to <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah it's was, yeah. was crazy it was like um yeah yeah so it's funny because wow. like it's so funny because like that that same mosque had a had a, another a guy revert like literally the week before like i got there yeah <laughs> so that's yeah. that's awesome yeah yeah I, I i i'm glad that you you found something like that you know a, a, i'm glad you you found a tradition that worships god in a way that makes sense to you you know yeah um, and also the community aspect, like you just described, is amazing. I, I think that's wonderful. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, and I, and I don't want to do. I don't want to say this to rag on churches, but like it, it's been so long since I felt that in a church. <sighs> yeah, no, churches are bad at that. I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's like, <clears throat> they came up. There's like, you know, they come up. They're like, you're my brother now, and like, I don't even know this guy's name, and they're like, you're my brother, yeah. like. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it's <laughs> amazing. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just like maybe it's just like you know, being American or whatnot. It's just like we were so mm-hmm. like, a po- you know, averse to being that forward with people um, when we first meet yeah. them. You know, but it's just like you know they I, they take it very seriously that um to like you know yeah. when someone come when someone new comes along to like try to help them. Uh, learn and make them feel uh, welcome yeah. yeah make them feel welcome exactly the, the when i mm-hmm. when i got there the um the imam had a, um someone kind of meet me there to like you know introduce me um and like one of the things i was kind of nervous you know it, it had been several years since i've been in a mosque um and that was the first time i've been in that particular one so like i didn't really know like where i was gonna stand you know where i was gonna sit or anything like that and the guy was like you know you know so you're, you know, it's like, okay. He's like, okay, you're Kyle. And I was like, yep. And we're all wearing masks. So like, we didn't know what he's going to look like <laughs> or anything. So um, he's like, okay, I wanted to make sure it was you. And, you know, he gave me the quick rundown of like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. 
you know, mm. the mom comes up, gives a talk, and then I'll go up and give announcements, and then that's when you're going to come up and we'll do the shot. And then he was like, and then he stopped. He was like, you know, you're in. He's like, this masjid, this mosque is God's house. You're welcome here. Just relax. Yeah. Like, and then he, he oh, you know, wow. looked, you know, point as more people started coming in, he was like, all of these guys here, these are gonna, all of these guys are gonna become your brothers. So like, wow. it, was, it was powerful. Like, yeah, oh you know, my I, God. yeah. <laughs> it got to the point where like, you know, they, you know, uh, Juma, which is like the Friday, um, you know, the Friday afternoon um, prayer service, which is like the one most Muslims go to every week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like their Sunday. Yeah. Um, we did the Shahada on the first, the first Juma service. So like, as I was getting like swamped by people, like the guy had to come up, he was like, Hey, let's, let's move this outside. So the next Juma <laughs> service can come in. <laughs> like, that's how long it was taking, like to get through everyone who wanted to oh like, my God. shake my hand. And yeah, it was, it was crazy. <sighs> and then I got outside and there was even more people like waiting to like, um, you know, get in my name and my number and um, invite me to in stop. Yeah, in it, was, everywhere it was overwhelming, but like in a, in a very in good way. We look, in everywhere we look, Allah, 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 in everywhere we look, in everyone we meet, 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 in yeah, I don't, even, I don't even know if I want to ruin this by making you do the Patreon ad. Oh, like I'll, I'll do one if you want. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right, do the Patreon ad, and then we'll wrap it up with some plugs and all that. But that, all yeah, right. that was a great ending. <laughs> okay. All right. Very legal, very cool. Um, if you're still listening to this show after the Jared era, um, we're not sure if Jared's <laughs> going back. But one way to ensure that Jared comes back is if you go to patreon.com slash verylegalverycoolpod <laughs> and you donate $50, we're going to make a $50 tier, don't worry. If you donate $50, we'll force Jared to quit his job and come back to the pod. <laughs> That's right. If you donate $100, we will send Jared to Mecca on Hajj. <laughs> Yeah, if you send $100, we're making Jared Muslim. That's we're going to make Jared convert to Islam. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. <laughs> praise, praise God. Inshallah, Jared will become a brother. Uh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, yeah, we do uh, do some plugs and get out of here. I'm going to fumbling around trying to think of something to plug real quick. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I never prepare. That's okay. I never. It's, okay. it's it's only like your first time doing the show, right? I know. Yeah. This is episode one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going back to one. <laughs> yeah. We're starting over. All the other uh, ones were practiced. <laughs> Oh man, this is like such a th- lame thing. Um, I don't know. I've been listening to an audiobook of Frankenstein, and God, that is so Word. much better of a book than like you would get from the cultural references. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just kind of really? like okay. I've never read it. This is like it's me being like truly uncultured amazing. for a second. I've never read Frankenstein. See, yeah, and that's that's the position I was in. And then there was just an audiobook of it, and I was working, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's do Frankenstein. 
and god it is good (laughs) it's really good (laughs) it's so much critique about like i don't know science and it's got lots of just interesting existential questions and the you know questions about how we do society uh you know whatever frankenstein's the original joker man awesome that's awesome i i'll i'll you know plug you know mary shelley r.i.p um, oh yeah we're on the mary shelley uh payroll here for yeah. a book that's in the public domain <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's awesome um uh i'm trying to think of anything else i have to plug um i am what am i reading right now i'm reading too many things at once. This is always the I case. I'm always I doing that too. Yep. Okay, so non-religion related, I'm reading um, man, Goodreads, please load. <laughs> this is not <laughs> plugging Goodreads. It's being hey, what's your what's right your now. Goodreads? I'll follow you on Goodreads. Uh, I'm not gonna dox myself. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, uh, not right now. Um, so okay, so the book is called Eurocentrism and the Communist Movement by Robert mm. Beale. B I E L. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I think the guy's a Maoist, um, but it's, it's talking about like, uh, the history of like Eurocentric, uh, assumptions, um, in the left, uh, in the European left, specifically the Marxist left, um, and like the critique of it, um, and the Mm. movement against it and the movement, both the movement and critique against it usually coming from third world revolutionaries. Yeah. Um, I'm about like halfway through it. It's pretty good. Um, That sounds good. Yeah. I would recommend it. Um, it's pretty short. It's like just over 200 pages. So uh, mm. pretty yeah. pretty straightforward, simple stuff. Anyone who's familiar with Marxism, um, Marx's work in particular, Engels' work, um, it'll be um, anything, if they're familiar with Lenin as well, it's also a big help. They'll probably yeah. like that book. Um, also going to plug um, the Quran by a lot it's very good <laughs> guys gotta check this out guys gotta y'all ever heard of the quran um it's the word of god um uh, yeah it's it's good um twitter wise you can yeah like like you said at the beginning of the show um you can follow me on twitter at mma underscore marxian um mm-hmm. that's mma as in mixed martial arts the stupid um the dumbest sport in the world um and marxian let's because i like marx stuff i'm a, I'm a dirty islamo commie islamo com islamo 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 leftist islamo marxist oh, as yeah. the frenchies would say yeah <laughs> yeah taking the algeria path that's right that's yeah. right oh yeah shout out france fanon by the way oh everyone yeah everyone should yeah. read everyone should uh, read wretched of the earth, wretched of the earth. Yeah. uh it's awesome um also uh, a dying colonialism is also a great book of his um i'm just gonna plug books plugging all, yeah, all everyone should here. read more books everyone <laughs> should read books good books good books yeah all don't right. read twitter read books <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> all right well uh thank you everyone for listening to very legal very cool uh an episode about kyle becoming muslim uh, you can follow us at the legal be cool pod on twitter uh, and a bunch of other stuff that's in the show notes, so.
it doesn't matter what you've done What effect is without a cause It doesn't matter what you've done Now lay your faithless head down In necessity's cotton hand There's a love that never changes No matter what you've done Or if your old man did you wrong If your old man did you wrong If your old man did you wrong Well maybe his old man did him wrong If you care to sing forgiveness songs Come down and join our band And we'll cut you like a sword And sing forgiveness songs Everywhere we look Bring it back now one more time